What's up, Conroe? Welcome to a brand new edition of Nerd Thug Radio. It is 2 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon, and you're hanging out with the coolest guy you've ever met and his little brother. Yeah, it's me. Yeah. I like to be included. Yeah. Hey, hey, can I hang out with you guys? What are y'all doing? Y'all doing something fun? I don't have to do anything. I can just sit in a room. It's cool. <laughs> I'll just wait here. You guys, you guys thirsty? You be like a waiter. Uh, that's weird. I don't like that. No? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, this is Nerd Thug Radio. We're on 104.5, 106.1, the sister stations. We're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. And as always, come hang out with us on Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. Uh, this is Corey DLG, and with uh, and waiting the tables and bussing the dishes is little brother Nico. That's me. Uh, we're hanging out here, and uh, yeah, there's a lot going on. It's Thursday, so we'll jump into sports first, and then we'll get to the rest of it. Um, LeBron James, greatest player ever. Uh, I mean, the best player right now, the best active player. <laughs> I don't, man. So everyone wants to give it to the Greek freak right now. They're like, oh, it's time to move over and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but they haven't really accomplished it yet. The Bucks have consistently like they've built these teams around him, mm-hmm. but those teams haven't taken that next step. Um he's already he has already won an MVP though, so that to me a lot of times I think the voters get fatigue. They get a little just tired of like, okay. Yeah, okay. Because in theory Michael Jordan could have been MVP like nine years in a row. Right, but instead, I think Barkley won it one year. Uh, David Robinson won it one year. Like they gave yeah. other people got it in the Jordan era. Look, there was definitely people at the end of the the Warriors run who were like, "I'm tired of seeing the Warriors. Can we get more teams here?" Yeah, and so like the voters will just kind of move on from it. Well, Shaq should have won. Well, no, I'm not going to say that because I actually agree with. So Shaq won two MVPs in a row and should have won a third. Three in a row is kind of this weird historic thing that. It only happens to Hall of Famers in the NBA. So Shaq is always a little me, 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 because he didn't get his third in a row. He only got the two. Mm-hmm. But the third year, Steve Nash of the Suns was actually having his second year in a row of point guard greatness. His, the best year of his career was actually the year before. And then that year, he was still great. And the Suns were a great team because of Steve Nash. Now, were they better than Shaquille O'Neal? Probably not. But the voters don't want to. Yeah. They kind of move on. They kind of move on from you before you're ready for them to move on from you. That's what happens. Right. But so last night uh, was the uh, play-in game for the 7-8 seed. So the way this works is there are four teams, okay? The 7 and the 8 seed played each other. The 9 and the 10 seed are playing each other, I think, tonight. The loser of the 7-8 seed game has to defend the honor of the 8 seed against the winner of the 9-10 seed game. So Golden State and LA are playing for the 7-8 seed. Winner is 7 seed. Loser has to go play another game or may miss the playoffs. Right. Um, It's Lakers and Golden State. If you were picking two teams... Least likely to be the first representatives of the Western Conference play-in. Um, even two years ago, you probably would have said there's no way the Lakers and the Warriors are the 7-8 seed in the first play-in. But the way this year has worked out, LeBron James has missed, I think, over 20 games with an ankle injury. Um, the Warriors have just fallen apart, really. Yeah, I mean, the injury bug showed up and just kind of moved in. Right, um, yeah. and. They- and they also, with the loss of Kevin Durant, the trading of Andre Iguodala, the movement of some of the other pieces, they suddenly got a lot younger and a lot worse very quickly. Right. Which, I mean, like, look, the the Golden State had their five-year run. The team was amazing. It was basically unstoppable. It was... And that was what they built for. Like, that was what they drafted and named at. And that... So, like, I don't know that that's... Yeah. Like, this is, this is the reasonable conclusion, like... Yeah. I, the sun yeah. always sets even on the Golden State, I guess. Ooh, nicely done. Yeah. Um, now, next year they get Clay Thompson back. That could completely change everything yeah. for a little while. I mean, now, listen, Clay Thompson will be, I think, 30. 
31. Steph Curry will be 32. Like I think Draymond team, Green, 35. Like I think this team will be decent, but I don't think that they're going to be anywhere as competitive as they once were. So the West has just kind of lived up to that standard that they created where they're just always competitive. Yeah. Like I, I definitely think that this team, while not anywhere near as close to as good as old Golden State, is still going to be like a viable team, probably better than like half the East. <laughs> yeah, in the East, they're probably a two seed. And then yeah. over here in the West, they're playing in the playoff game. Um, which is, I mean, that's just... And that's if everyone stays healthy. I mean, like, honestly, like, once that, injuries start rolling in, that's really hard it's to... It's not likely that everyone's going to... And they're going to take it easy with Clay Thompson when he comes back. Yeah. They're, they're not, not going to play back-to-backs with him. They're not going to... Uh, he won't play on, on double travel days and stuff like that. Like, he, there's just going to be stuff that he won't do. Right. Because um, they don't want to just make it worse. No, they want to make sure... They want to get him healed up and, and acclimated back to the... It's been two years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time to not be in the NBA. Right. That's a, it's, that's a huge thing. I didn't even realize it was that long. Geez, you're right. Because he, cause he, he was supposed to come back and then immediately... Immediately he, he blew out the... I think it was the knee in the playoffs. And then... Achille- missed the next year. And then is it, Achilles? In, it was the Achilles during the rehab. Yeah. So a month before preseason stuff started, the rumor it was, was like a pickup game of basketball. It was a pickup game, and the rumor was like Clay Thompson may have left the pickup game with an Achilles injury. It's like, oh no! And then he just didn't play for another. And you year. knew it was serious because Golden State's training staff and coaches traveled to where he was. Yeah, not good. Yeah, that's not a good sign. Um. So all that being said, we got an epic game. So the playoffs are now in full effect. This makes everyone look smart. Now, famously, LeBron James at the beginning of the season said, yeah, I think this is a great idea. Playing game, the, the West is super deep, so I think any named a bunch of teams, none of them the Lakers, that like, yeah, if they're stuck somewhere, you know, if they're Dallas or um, I, don't even, I don't remember all the ones he named, but he named a bunch of teams that potentially could be 9 and 10 seeds. And he's like, it'd be really, it's a good opportunity for them, so I don't see why not. Now, now that the Lakers were hovering over that, um, I think a month ago his quote was, whoever came up with this stupid S bleep uh, deserves to be fired um, because he found out that the Lakers are probably going to be one of the teams playing for a spot. And he was like, what? What? We're not in? Like, no, I, no. Um, Wrong. <laughs> it was the La Lakers. The La Lakers. Uh, they played Golden State, though. It was a great game. And with a minute left, he they run a play where he's you know he brings the ball up. He's trying to feed uh, Latavius Caldwell Pope. Two different times they run a play, LeBron to Pope. They run two man game two different times, and Pope can't get it to the basket, so he has to dish it back to LeBron. And finally, LeBron with the plate with the shot clock expiring has to just heave the. Just launched this three. I mean, he's what two, three feet behind the three point line. Yeah, he's pretty far. Uh, and it is a perfect shot, and that three points was good enough for the Lakers to win one hundred three one hundred. Um, going, they are now the seven seed, so they have played in to the tournament. They uh, made it. We they made, made it, it, boys. We made it, boys. They now get the two seed. Um, and I mean, you know, like. The logic always dictates, like, okay, well, a seven seed playing two seed, it's over. Like, the two seed wins. But the Lakers are the defending world champion team. And so my expectation is that they're going to they're going to make anything a series. They're here. They're here to play. Their expectation is they're here to repeat. I don't think they were concerned about placement this year. I think they just wanted to get to the playoffs healthy. Because the way the schedule went, remember, they played in the bubble – they won the championship last, I mean, I want to say, like, December, and then the season started, you know, eight weeks later. Yeah, they didn't have a lot of time to rest or recover. Or to even celebrate. And so, to them, I think this would be a reminder to the league that, like, uh, hey, guys, champs is champs. We still here. We still in it. And so, you know, that'll be interesting. Uh, but the shot was big time. Yeah, that was really nice. The shot was big time. It was a big, big deal. It was like, go in. Nope. Got to throw it back. Go in. Nope. Got to throw it back. And, and right there. Big shot. Big, big shot. Um, I think there was one other thing I wanted to touch on on sports. I don't know. Oh, uh, everyone's been waiting for Antonio Brown to see where he's going to go. Is he going to resign with Tampa? 
is there another team that's interested in why hasn't he re-signed? Uh, it actually came out yesterday or maybe Tuesday night that the reason he hasn't re-signed anywhere is because he's dealing with a little bit of an injury. I was just weird that you wouldn't sign with an injury, but like... Well, the team won't sign you. I guess that's fair. Yeah. The team wants you to show up healthy. They want to be the one who injures you. They don't want... They don't want you to show up roughed up and then be like, hey, I'm here to play some football. It's like, no. <laughs> no deal. Um, so, we'll have to wait and see. I think the general logic, though, is that everyone is basically saying no one else is going to sign Antonio Brown. Why would they? I mean, he's been, <laughs> he's been this, like, void. He's, such, he's so good, but, like, he's been such that's, a bad okay, void. So that's on the problem. Like, like, you answer your own question in it, right? Like, why would they? Well, because all he did was show up and catch like four important passes in the Super Bowl. Right. So, you know, he won he won a game for the Patriots one time. Right. So, it's like the yeah, he did. It's like why would Gronk come out of retirement? Well, because he scored two touchdowns in a Super Bowl the year he came out of retirement. That's why. Like he, yeah. it's, it's cuz they still have it. They're still g- good enough to make it. Right. So yeah. they didn't suddenly like it wasn't like they didn't do anything for Yeah, it's not like they forgot football. Right. Football forgot them. And that's the problem. Um so we'll see. But like to me, man, if I'm another team, maybe I call them. I don't understand. If I'm the Texans, if I'm the Packers, if I'm somebody who's Yeah. Listen, I got like three, four million in cap space and it sure would be nice to get a receiver that my quarterback wants to throw to. Like that let me, grab, let me grab Antonio Brown from absolutely nowhere for nothing. Well, and listen, you'll get him. You'll get him cheap. Yeah, because he's hurt. Well, not even that. I, no one's ever going to give Antonio Brown twenty million dollars again. Yeah, that's never going to happen. You can't trust him with it. Is the problem after after the after the after the nightmare that was the first time? Well, the, two, the second time too didn't didn't any better with the Patriots. I guess that's fair. So the Steelers they they give him money, then they dump him. The Raiders give him money, they dump him. The Patriots. They give them money. They dump them. So, like, no one's ever going to even try to do that again for him. Right. Um, it, you're giving too much salary cap space to one guy, too much importance on the roster to one guy who you don't expect to make it through the season. But if you sign him, the very next day your quarterback mails Rolexes into the entire front office because he's like, thank you. This is a guy that's going to change everything for us. Right, for at least a season or at a minimum a few games. Listen, if there's some guy that you could throw to four, five times a game that you know is going to perform, as a quarterback, you're thrilled. Yeah, you're like, this guy's great. Yeah. Is he going to stay here? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, listen, uh, but game one, if he's on the roster, he's, he's I'm throwing ten balls in his face. Like, we're going. Um, and then you just go from there. But so, that if I was another, I would steal him. I would try to steal him. Um... All right, so let's move on from that. That's sports. That was Thursday. That's our sports wrap-up there. Um, so one thing I did want to talk about, we talked about doing the show a little earlier because of scheduling stuff, mm-hmm. and we said no, and then almost immediately I saw a headline. I was like, this is why we wait. Um, Hero Clicks, the Wiz Kids, they basically announced their next set for uh, – uh, release behind Wonder Woman. They previewed their next set. So Wonder Woman 80th anniversary is, is out right now. Yeah, which is kind of a weird set because I thought it was going to be like a small set with just Wonder Woman stuff. And it's like, nah, it's just like all, it's like a bunch of Justice League stuff. And like, it's weird. Like, it, it looks like it's celebrating the different eras of Wonder Woman, but they totally skip over the JSA. Which is weird. Because she think- was a big part of that era, too. Yeah, I, I think it's because they did, they did a JSA thing not that long ago. They did Justice League stuff like that. Like, there's nothing going through that set. I was looking at it the other day. There's n- nothing original in the, like, other than so they feature Miss Martian and Teen Lantern, the new Green Lantern character from Young Justice. Ah. Other than that, there are no new like no this character's ever been introduced. But like, yeah. all of them are and including um. They're all rehashes, including bringing back the the Lantern Spectrum stuff. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. They're all like, are they all chases? There's a ton of chases for the set. So it's the Secret Six, the the six heroes that get infected with Joker poison, 
and 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 turn evil. Yeah, the and then the every metal and then the uh yeah the Green Lantern colors. It's like Hal Jordan is yellow core, uh, Sinestro is blue, the Flash uh, is blue, or Sinestro is purple maybe, Hope know. or something. I don't remember whichever one it was. And then purple's compassion. I think it's probably purple. No, because Wonder Woman's purple because she has the purple power lasso. No, she should be pink. P- maybe she's pink because it's love. Yeah, Star Sapphires. Yeah, okay, I don't know my colors well enough to really have this conversation honestly. But yeah, well, all like, of them are in there. It's like the best part of the lantern car, dude. The, <laughs> um, and then on top of that, Jessica, like, there's like, it looks like twelve chases in this set. Yeah, and one I of them Jessica at, Cruz. I was looking at the list, and I was like, this is, seems kind of like a lot. <laughs> yeah, like the chases start at like number sixty four or something, and they're still almost to eighty. It's insane. I honestly, though, just looking at the set, I mean, it's probably what sixteen of them. Jesus. It really it runs through like it starts with a bunch of stuff from World War Two, like world, German soldiers and stuff like that. Like what are what? And it just really just goes through the different eras of Wonder Woman when she was Diana Prince. Uh, it even has a Donna Troy piece. Like it has all these different alternates and all that. Um, but I don't. It's a great celebration set of Wonder Woman, I guess. But in a lot of it, in a lot of ways, it it just treads old ground. It feels a little bit unfocused. Like, yeah, I felt like if we were gonna get like, if we were gonna get like, this is the Wonder Woman set. Like, why don't we get like all the teams that she's been on, and then like the chases? I would think would have been awesome to have like different versions of Wonder Woman. Like, and the only one you'd exclude would probably be like Kingdom Come. Maybe you just remake it because she's already rotated out. Yeah, I think that would have been a cool idea. Um, or even because there's tons of different versions. Well, of Wonder and you know Woman. there is, and they don't even they, so like the Red Sun Wonder Woman was a chase, but that's rotated out. Um, they they haven't had a crime syndicate Wonder Woman in a little bit because she's Superwoman in that. Yeah, but they haven't had her. Like there was, yeah, there's there's definitely some that are missing, and they also do a. There's a lot of missed opportunity here. There, there was, um, just not a well planned out set. I feel like they did do a cool thing. They do a Lex Luthor Red Sun in That's, this set, it, and it has it calls just a bunch of different uh, tokens onto mm-hmm. the battle. One of them a, a Bizarro, one of them a Green Lantern Corps, because remember President Luthor like commands. A Green Lantern Corps at yeah, one point, like the Air Force or whatever. Yeah, and so like he he just has his different uh, like all these different stop clicks on his dial where he summons different tokens. That's cool. It it is kind of a neat piece. It's an interesting idea, but even that is a why is that in the middle of a Wonder Woman 80th anniversary set? Yeah, and we not have Red Sun Wonder Woman. Right, like why do Red Sun Luther and not Red Sun Wonder Woman? So there are just some kind of interesting. Choices, and then that leads into the new set is called X Men Rise and Fall. It continues the Krakoa theme with introducing more of the characters from Krakoa. Because if you really go back and look at the X Men House of X set, um, they basically anyone who isn't on like the Quiet Council or the Five didn't get made. They basically made uh, Excalibur and they made um. One other team. Who was the other team they made? They made Excalibur and X-Force, and that was it. And, yep. and then, like, the Star Jammers, they included some of the new mutants. But Maggot finally got his first hero click ever. Yeah. Yay, Maggot! That was a weird one. That was a fan-favorite throw. And Dr. Cecilia Reyes was another one who, like, in X-Men since... The, well, not really. Like, in the 90s, they both debuted, and then they never really... Yeah, they never touched them again. <laughs> yeah. Um... Because his mutant power is weird and gross. He really, like, he really kind of misses his opportunity. Because really, he would have been a perfect Generation X mutant. Yeah. And then they just never really. And even then they give him the Generation X keyword. But he was only in, like, two issues of Generation X. He showed up. The X-Men basically tell him to go join that academy. And he goes up and they're having problems when he get, when they get there. And he helps them out, and then he leaves. And he's like, okay, well, you guys are cool. I'll see you later. And he doesn't even stick around there. So Should have joined the team. I guess. Um, 
This set, though, also does some weird stuff. One thing I'm excited about from this set, though, is they're gonna, they say they're going to reintroduce the Exiles. So they showed, a, they showed a mimic and a blink, so I was really thrilled about that. We love the Exiles. That was one of my favorite books, and those two characters in particular were two of my favorite characters from that book, so that's awesome. But the problem is the Fast Forces set is an old X-Men lineup from when the X-Men go into space. Um, and it's the Havoc, Polaris, Warpath, Darwin lineup that goes into space and, and encounters... Uh, oh, and Rachel Gray goes with them. And they encounter the only man who's ever controlled the phoenix or he's like from the line of men who started finding the phoenixes um he has a big sword i don't remember his name but he looks like an anime character um fair enough but he he has a piece in this set again he was the only one who had a really cool power he was in the x-men set from way back the one that basically started the whole oh the phoenix force the one with the big blue sword yeah yeah, yeah. so he was he had a cool power though where he could he had a uh, blade's claw fang but instead of rolling for it, you could just choose to take a five on the first one, a four on the second, a three on the third, a two, yeah. then a one, and then start it over again. That was cool. Um, however, he hasn't been in comic books since that run. Uh, I don't remember what happened to him in the run. And also beyond that, he hasn't been in the hero click since then either. I mean, that's fine. I mean, he's he's real old at this point. I mean, I think I was a I was like a sophomore in high school when that set came out. Yeah, it was a long. It was, yeah. It, listen, that was the X Men set that really kind of kicked off this like team bases and all the whole the whole new era again. Yeah, like that was a really cool set. I, I Wolverine and the X Men was probably one of my favorite sets of all time. Right. Yeah, but one of my favorite pieces of all time: Warpath and Beanie. <laughs> no, not Warpath. War War, uh, War Star. War Star. Yeah. Warpath is the. Uh, and I think guy. War. I think War Star and Beanie are back. Which is fine with me because they haven't been around in literally since that one release. On this set of tokens, on one side it's characters, on the other side, each of the tokens has stats. Like as a so it's a playable token. Mm-hmm. Two of them are Eenie and Meanie. Ah. And one of them is Beanie. Oh, cute. So I that has to mean that there's a war star coming somewhere. Yeah, because they're like connected right so i don't know we'll see what happens there but it it's a weird team to make the fast forces i don't quite understand what they're doing does that mean we're gonna get more royal guard you would have to because that was that story was directly about that those guys team up with corsair um to chase down uh vulcan who is overthrowing the shiar government and vulcan we haven't gotten a Vulcan in, I don't think, ever. If we have, it's been a very long yeah, time. Yeah, Vulcan, both versions of Vulcan were in the last in the House of X set. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah. Emperor Vulcan and regular. Oh, okay. He was a prime. And so, like, to me, I don't understand, I just don't understand why we're coming back to that particular run. Yeah, it seems really weird. Like, are we going to get a new Liliandra? Like, I feel like there was one not that long ago. There was one. I don't remember why, though. Like she was random too. She was like she was like I think a, like a promotional figure. That's why. Oh yeah, she was. She was. Uh, she was in one of the uh, three piece sets yeah, that they do, like the monthly OP kids. Yeah, whatever. it was like her in maybe Gladiator and someone else. Yeah, I think it was like two Shiar and then the Leandra. Yeah, I I just I don't know. I don't. I just sometimes when they do these lineups, like it's really hard to get excited for them. Well, like it's it's because they it's because they decide like really I feel like really randomly like it feels almost like darts at a board like what well, are we doing today? If you do, if you do so since last year, you do Fantastic Four, House of X, Future Foundation, Wonder Woman, X Men. Like again, that's you in five sets you've touched on three properties. And you've repeated two of them twice. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fair point. Because, yeah, Future Foundation is just Fantastic Four Part 2. Yeah, and, like, yes, there are different characters introduced in it, but you got to space them out better than that. you got to <laughs> shuffle the board a little better. 
Yeah. Look, we do an X-Men set, then a Fantastic Four set, then an X-Men set, then a Fantastic right. Four set. Now, somewhere in all of this X-Men set, there is going to be... Um, so by this math, the next set's going to be Fantastic Four. And then the next set. No, well, be, no, it'll be Wonder Woman again. It'll be some kind of Wonder Woman Justice League thing. No, because we just did Wonder Woman once right. before. Well, that was what they did with fan, they went Fantastic Four, House of X, Future Foundation. Ah, true, true, true. So yeah, now they went Wonder Woman, another X Men. So then the, the fold over would be another Wonder Woman, or a, like a Batman, or like a Justice League or something. Yeah. See, I don't know. they're saving. They didn't do JSA Super, uh, Wonder Woman because they're gonna do they're gonna do a JSA set. <laughs> Check this out. They, I mean, that's probably the most overdue. It's either that one or um, the only problem with that Heroes though is Reborn maybe. Uh, not Heroes Reborn. What's the what's the one going on in DC right now? The new Superman and all that. Oh, the future futures end or whatever they're calling. Yeah, it. yeah. I mean, they could, and they are introducing a new like future like. They're calling it Infinite Frontier. Like that's the future of, yeah. I don't. I mean, it's possible. Heroes Are Born would be the Marvel set. Yes, I know. I have those books. I haven't gotten to read them yet. I'm excited. Those are going to be good. Um, like that's what I want to see. Do you want to? Do you want to see what? I want like a new Hyperion. We haven't had a Hyperion since Invincible Iron Man in like 2000, like 15. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Hyperion's been gone for a long time. <laughs> I pulled him, and the only version that wasn't evil was the Prime, and he was a super rare. I didn't realize that. Yeah. All we, right. Because it was we did because that was base Hyperion, and then King Hyperion was the actual kind of set. I did not realize that. Okay, so we're gonna jump into a break here. Before we do that, let me tell you guys about Comic Conroe. Uh, it's the big celebrate. Like this is the big convention. This is the big celebration. July twenty third to the twenty fifth. Right here at Lone Star Convention Center. Adult tickets are $35. Kids under 8 and under getting free with an adult admission. There's going to be comics, toys, collectibles, celebrities, autographs, photo ops, artists, cosplay, gaming, and more. There's a ton going on. They keep naming more people. The list keeps growing. They, they posted a new uh, like picture. Okay, so here's the latest announcement. Chad Harden, who is the artist for Harley Quinn, Temerity, and Rain in Hell. Um... You know, him along with David Angelo Roman, the artist from Rick and Morty, uh, Kevin Sorbo, Keith Cook, um, Chris Casamasa. There's just all kinds of people that have been named. Um, they always make a point when I talk to them to mention that Southern Star Brewing has been a big, big help. Uh, that's just Conroe being Conroe, supporting businesses, supporting each other, staying local. Uh, make sure to... Like the page, Comic Conroe, and then from there, make sure you get your tickets, get, start getting, um, it's coming up, start getting excited, start getting ready, Kevin Sorbo's the big guest, um, there's conversation in the background that depending on how the ticket sales are doing, there may be even more to come. Ooh, fancy. Um, so, everybody stay in the loop, everybody stay tuned in. Uh, but yeah, make sure you make sure to like the page, get going with that. Comic Conroe is coming up July twenty third to the twenty fifth. Thirty five dollars. Kids eight and under get in for free. This is a this is a Conroe specific comic book convention. That's what you want to hear. Yeah, right here in the basically in the backyard. That's right, the Lone Star Convention Center. All right, we're gonna jump out to a break. When we come back, we got more Nerd Thug Radio coming. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd-assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested, and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. This is Rudy Townjanovich, and welcome to Nerd Thug Radio. Welcome back to Nerd Thug Radio right here on 104.5, 106.1, the sister station, streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. As always, make sure to go to Facebook.com backslash Nerd Thug Radio. 
Come hang out with us. Say hi. Spin the batons. Start the parade. Cue the band. Cue the band. I understood four of those words. Yeah, English is hard for you. That's It's difficult. Yeah. It's my first language, but still. <laughs> first. Like you could speak a language. <laughs> um, actually, I really hurt my chest. I don't want to like, do that. Um, before we get into anything, it's go ahead karma. and tell our friends about the Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is open and at full operating hours. You are going to need a mask if you want to come inside. Uh, although those mandates are coming down, I don't know how. I mean, it's still private business. So wear your mask, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, until we can get fully over this. But if you want to be a little bit more safe, they do have curbside and delivery options available. They have some events rolling back up. Friday, May 21st, Star Wars X-Wing Casual Meetup. Also the 21st at 6 p.m. My bad, that was at 2 p.m. I should probably say the, the times. My bad. They're both at 6 p.m. I'm just, I'm losing my mind. Uh, they're both at 6 p.m. Team Yankee Flames of War Meetup. May 22nd at 2 p.m. That's what's at 2 p.m. is the Pokemon Casual Meetup. Boy, reading is really going well for you today. Yeah, I know, right? Saturday, May 22nd at 6 p.m. is Hammer Time. That's Warhammer Tabletop meetups. I've been back for a long time. I've seen like they're like they've yeah, just you're, came you're back. Yeah, you're acting surprised every time, and I don't I'm know. Like they're finally back, and it's what? like it's like yeah, and they've been back since like <laughs> April of last year. I feel like. Oh <laughs> eh, well. Uh, yeah, either yeah, way, well. the adventure begins. Comics, games, and more. Fantastic store, wonderful staff, wonderful place to come spend your dollars there. Uh, they got everything you could possibly need. They got your 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 comic books, your game stuff, your board games, your card games, anything you could possibly need. Just uh, go on, go on down. The adventure begins. Comics, games, and more right there off of fourteen eighty eight. So we just went into another shop the other day. Just uh, a brand new, allegedly shop. Yeah, a brand new six month old shop. <laughs> right. And they didn't have a big selection of comic books. Yeah, they're they're pretty they're relatively new. They're uh, not though. But like they had nothing in the store really. I mean, six months and then Well it's because it used and they to had be no trades. It used to be a different store that I guess in the they, same location. Right. Right. But, but it's funny that they're they were both comic book stores, but like had none of the same products. Well, listen, when I had my store and I closed down, I sold all my stuff. I mean, that just makes sense to me. So the idea that the other store would just have the old store stuff doesn't, that's not how that works. Um, more than likely, when the first store closed down, they sold to one of the bigger dealers like Jen at Space Cadets or something like that. Maybe. But, so we walked into this perfectly legitimate store um, just to walk around and shop and all that. And yeah. we're kind of met with... Um, Rudeness and sort of like unexcitement, anti-excitement. I mean, did, would you like to correct any of that? I mean, I, I, I sort of was kind of surprised at how much it didn't feel like they wanted us there. A weird feeling for a store, that's for sure. And then, like, I made a conversational comment to him. I said, "Hey, I didn't realize you guys were over here," and he, he corrected me by saying we've been here since november but thank you uh, uh hurtful it felt like defensive almost defensive confrontational yeah um it wasn't family friendly i didn't enjoy myself didn't feel welcome yeah so um you know we always say like there's these great places to go that's the thing is the, the standard is that comic shops aren't always inviting. Right. They're not always the place to go. And so these guys, these other people perpetuated the stereotype. And people like Adventure Begins, they do a good job of, like, shattering that. Yeah. And, like, even, so I go I go about every other Tuesday to play in the Digimon tournaments that they host there. That's right. That's right. Um, And, like, those guys are all super, like, super, super chill. Like, they're all, like, they're all there to have fun. Like, it's a really, it's a really welcoming space. Like, cause like it, it's just we, we come there to share our mutual joy of this card game that we're all kind of bad at, except right. that except Kevin. Kevin is apparently the best player ever. Uh, he's won like three weeks in a row. <laughs> he won Digimon three weeks in a row. Yeah, like undefeated. Like he hasn't lost like any games. If you win, I think five in a row, you get turned into a Digimon. Uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah, so that's a it's a rule. You guys should check that out. Check the website. It's on there. 
they're going to absorb into the internet if he keeps winning. Yeah, that is technically what happens in the show. So, you know, if you don't want to be bits and data, you might want to cool it. Yeah. Hot hand Luke, okay? Kevin, but... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Can't Couldn't matter less. No, I'm just kidding. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> um... Okay, I saw I saw this story and I thought this was interesting. It kind of bothered me a little bit. China has pressured Disney into releasing to local theaters one day early Black Widow. Local theaters. So in China, Black Widow will debut the day before it debuts in the States in theaters and on Disney Plus. So you know what that means? Piracy. Is that what all, you, you think so? It's going to be all over the internet the day before it comes out. You just bang Disney out of all their money? Is that what China's doing? I don't know. Maybe. Like, they don't care. Like, it's such a big market for them anyways. But like, That's I, what I think it is. I th- honestly, I think that's what it is. Is China's like, listen, our theaters are hurting too. Like, this would really, this would be a big deal for us. Yeah, and like Disney, Disney's had like a really bad track record with China because even like, even their movie that they were supposed to be like all oh, for the Chinese, the Mulan movie, like the Chinese hated. They, they thought it was terrible. Really? Yeah. Like it got that. a bunch of bad press, and then like the lead actress was like, "Oh yeah, not she's helpful." At yeah, all. she's very anti-China. Yeah. So, well, she. I guess. I guess we should clarify. I think she's anti-human rights abuses, which apparently is anti-China. So uh, that's kind of hasn't been good for them. Yeah, so like and and like like Mulan didn't even do well over there, which well, but isn't it isn't it the story? Oh, they're fighting the Mongols, right? Well, yeah. Well, the the story of Mulan is like a, is like a is like a Chinese like story that like has been around forever. Well, but okay, in the animated movie, they're fighting the Mongols, but in the in the in the live action, they're not fighting the Mongols. No, they're fighting another Chinese dynasty. Something like that. I don't honestly know that the story. I I thought I remember. I thought I remember reading somewhere that. The dynasty they're fighting is like the one that China like historians like, and I was like, oh, so in Mulan they're kind of the bad guys. Are we the bad guys? Are we the bad guys? Is this? They're called Decepticons. <laughs> um, it's still one of the best lines in the movie. Like it's so it's such a great line for such a dumb movie. Are we the bad guys? Are we the bad guys? But when John Cena is like, you trusted them. They're called Decepticons. Yeah, he's right. That's fair. That's, That's fair. fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's interesting because there, there's a lot of movies where they're not moving on. So like Quiet Place 2, not Disney specific, but just the movie industry as a whole. Quiet Place Two. They're still waiting to decide what to do with it. I got, I got, I got, an, I got an ad on the on my 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 music listening service where it was like, it was like the perfect movie to sell to like. This is what theaters were made for. It's like you gotta sell the idea of a movie theater to people again. <laughs> You're gonna have to because listen, for two years, people haven't gone to movies, right? And on top of not going to movies, they haven't. They've been watching this stuff at home on their, you know, on their phones. Yeah, or on their TV. Like they don't need really. They don't really. They don't need to. Especially with like HBO Max, the fact that you can just watch the movies like. Because, like, Disney Plus, it's, like, irritating because you have to spend the extra $30 or whatever. Right, right. But, like, HBO Max has just been like, yeah, you can just watch the movie. It's like, Yeah. Well, they are the most, I'm pretty sure they're the most expensive. Yeah, but, like, the amount of Actually, content. you know what? They're not. You know who is? Is Netflix. Think, Netflix is the most expensive. I think Hulu was. Um, Hulu without ads, I think. Yeah, but you could do, but the fact that they have an option for ads. Right, but, like, no other stream. Like, HBO Max doesn't have streaming, doesn't have ads. They're introducing one. But Ooh. their HBO Max with no ads is $16. The Netflix with no ads is $19. Yeah, so HBO Max, honestly, is probably the best deal. Because you get the new movies. You they have an enormous library. <laughs> the library is... It's massive. It's grown. When it first launched... It was still big. It still had no, all the stuff that I well, wanted. Well, it had a lot of old stuff, though. Yeah. So it wasn't as exciting. Now it's got a lot more... They've moved over all the HBO content. They've moved over all of the different stuff, like the DC app and all that. They're really consolidating a lot of stuff. Right. I just think that it's probably the best bang for your buck in terms of like streaming services. Right. Now, there is a big announcement that we're talking about, uh, talking about these things that we should touch on, and that is that AT&T 
has sold um everything our our personal information <laughs> well, yeah, that's you AT&T I believe sold DC into a merger so AT&T no longer owns Time Warner I believe they've sold Time Warner to Discovery Co it's too high business for me, dude. So, but what's going to happen now is, I think on this HBO uh, app, you're going to, over the next two years, there's a transition period involved in all this. But you're going to see the Discovery Channel, CNN, uh, Nat Geo, all the other, all that reality TV stuff that they made. Yeah. Is all going to start moving over to HBO now. Uh, and people... Idiots of the internet have been like, oh, see, this is what we're talking about. Disney or DC Comics is failing. DC is failing. No, they're not failing. They're just, it's a new transact. This is like the fifth time DC has been sold. Yeah, it's just an asset, guys. Well, and it's a it's a massive asset because it's 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 content generation. It's Yeah, it's Batman is one of the most recognizable characters in all of the world. But more importantly... They they create more characters that then have opportunities. Think about think about the Harley Quinn movie empire that has sprouted out of nowhere in the last seven years. Right, Harley Quinn didn't exist twenty five years ago. Yeah, not even. They made her, her animated series was her first appearance, right? Yeah, animated series is who created her to try and. It was funny, but she is actually one of the very few. If you were a comic skate person, this would be one of the very few times you were right is if you complained about Harley Quinn. Because she is one of the very few... The reason they made her is they is that well, they were doing a scene of Joker and his henchmen and it was all dudes. Mm-hmm. And they really wanted to try and balance it out a little bit just gender-wise. They were like, it would be helpful if there were a girl in this gang. And so then they're like, what would the girl in a Joker gang be? And so then they create the Harley Quinn character. Um... And they do it honestly to try and balance out a scene, and then it launches out into this whole thing. Yeah, and then, but it's one, one of the those. very few times when a character is actually being created because of these gender norms and all that. Like they complain about all these other oh, girl Thor and Spider Gwen and all these other different things and Miles Morales and all. They complain about all these other forced SJW concepts. That don't exist, and the, right. the one of the few times that it does, it's like one of their favorite characters. Whatever, guys, pick your poison, I guess. Well, to me, it's just if you're if you're gonna get mad about it, if if you're gonna be mad about it, you would consistently be mad about it all the time. Right. But the reality is, is they don't. Everyone wants to be selective in their outrage, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, Harley Quinn is probably one of the few times where it actually has been out of a desire to actually balance like to actively manipulate the equality situation and you know it only it it only results in one of the most popular characters in the last 30 years so oops oops um i guess that i guess that shows that maybe when you try to balance things out good things happen um it's just when you try things new when you experiment exactly no i'm with you on that i do think that and then it could also go the other way, where it's like you can experiment and then go really wrong, and then no one likes his character. Right, in, w- in which case, you uh, okay. That's fine. You just don't touch them ever again. Yeah, you can leave them there until they're not radioactive. You know, um, Onslaught had such a bad label on him over on the X-Men Marvel stuff side. Yeah. But they set him aside long enough that when they when Rick Rimder did Uncanny Avengers... And he combines Red Skull and Onslaught into a concept. Suddenly, it's it's kind of a neat idea. Yeah, because honestly, Onslaught doesn't make any sense at all. When, no, Onslaught made sense. I liked Onslaught. I liked they, there was a lot of care put into the way they designed him. That it was pretty obvious that when he actually why is he like half bug though? Well, that part was at that point he was just turning hyper aggressive and like mutating a little bit, like because he's a he doesn't really that's part he doesn't really exist. He's a psychic projection given physical form. So he doesn't he's not a real entity, but he's a mixture of all of Charles Xavier's repressed like repressed anxieties and thoughts and all that mixed from when he mind wipes Magneto and so like that's why he's got the Magneto helmet. That's why he's got the Magneto color scheme and all that too. Yeah. So the the concepts of Magneto mixing with the repression of of Xavier creates this dark evil psychic character uh that's a cool concept now they use him to launch one of the most 
controversial periods of Marvel Comics when they basically bring back the image guys to launch, uh, to relaunch the Avengers, basically. Avengers and Fantastic Four. And that wasn't, it didn't go, uh, the Rob Liefeld books were bad, the Jim Lee books were great. But, I mean, there's only, there's only so far you can take some things um, before somebody goes, this is too far. We've officially gone too far, guys. <laughs> uh, I want to go back. <laughs> it's a little like keyboard meme where he's like, upgrade, upgrade. He's like, wait, no, go back. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so, yeah, I do think that there's, like, you can go too far. But also, okay, uh, it turns out it, it, it didn't finish strong. So you put Onslaught on the back burner for a long, long time, and then you can bring him back 20 years later, and people are like, yeah, okay. Yeah, and then we have the red Onslaught. And then it's kind of a neat concept again. I, th- I think that's what you have to do with certain things. Um, Although I don't like the, the character design for Red Onslaught. I think it's really goofy. <laughs> Just the Red Skull head on Onslaught yeah. body? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was. They could have done more with that. They could have been caught, and they could have mutated it more. I don't know, but they could have changed it up more. I do agree with you on that. Um, but, yeah, I, I think ultimately you could kind of, if something doesn't work at the time, you could try it again later. A different creative team, a different shot. I mean, look at what they've done with Venom here in the last two years. Yeah, they've really turned Venom from, like, especially in, like, the movie-verse, from, like, just a straight, not great guy to, like, kind of, like, this weird anti-hero. Yeah, in the in the, the movies especially, it's an interesting way to portray Venom, where Eddie Brock is, like, the... the he's, like, down on his luck. He's a bit of a loser, but he's scrappy. also... He's, like, the warden on Venom. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he's like he's like, no, don't do that. Yeah, no, we're not going to eat Miss Chen. Like, it's just... It's it's kind of an interesting take on the character. Yeah, and he's and he's much more fun and not so... Bah, the Spider-Man. <laughs> right, but even in the comic books where they've done the King and Black thing, where they've really redefined the, the relationship with the symbiotes and the whole planet where they're from... And how all that I don't works. like Noel. I I don't know why. I just don't like Noel that much. I, I didn't. I don't like. It got too big. It got too big to follow. It, anytime Marvel goes to all of their books like that, I don't. I I'm selective in how I read it. I just don't like the fact that we can't just have aliens anymore. Like everything has to be Genesis of the Universe, like big ultimate. Like it's not just like a. This is a really powerful alien race. Well, but anytime you have a, really, why wouldn't you spend time dealing with that if you were a storyteller? Yeah, I know, but like, I feel like not everything has to go back to the origins of the universe. Like, well, it feels, it feels to me, it feels lazy because it's like the reason they're so strong is not because of millennia of advancements and their interesting dynamics with other races. It's, it's because they're originated from a from an elder eldritch god who wishes upon nothingness upon the universe. It's like, okay, guys, or we could just make them a crazy alien race that has like interacts with other species, and like that's the reason they're so advanced. Well, but for the symbiotes, it's both. I mean, that is, he started them as one thing, and then they were kind of broken because he gets banished or whatever, and then that's why they need to bond to people to different people to survive. Well, they're like it, like their home planet's like a prison for him. Like he's right. inside the planet, right? But they can't es- escape it either without a host. Yeah, and so I think that's a. I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. I thought they handled it. My okay. only problem was that it was too big of it. Like it was in every book, and then all of a sudden the Avengers can't fight Venom. Like that's a little yeah. I and need... that's and that's my problem with like going to like that level is that like you mess up your weird like that like sense of scale gets all kind of yes. wonky. Yeah, because it's like it's like all right, well then what what is how are the Avengers how did how did Spider Man ever beat Venom if he's like descendant right. of God himself? <laughs> right. How lucky has Peter Parker been this whole time? Right. Yeah. Then it's like how bad of a venom is Eddie Brock that like yeah. he couldn't handle the god suit like he blew it that bad. Yeah, but I, I mean I, I get what you're saying. I do agree. It does it, the there's got to be a way to do a big story but still manage your perspective. And I think that's something. Yeah, it gets easy when like you're writing a big crossover. Be like, oh, my character is the most important thing, so obviously he beats the Avengers now. But like, maybe don't do that. Yeah, well, it's like it's like Eddie Brock. Like, if you're gonna do that, you introduce like this is a guy who's been wearing like four symbiotes the entire time, and like right. And you're like, this yeah, guy, have the like, symbiotes. Like, yeah, like th- this host is so strong and so big. Like he's got like I don't know. That would be a cool way to do it, right? Like, yeah. oh, he's got like six suits or something, or yeah. he's got like a bunch of like he's collected a bunch of the symbiotes together. Yeah, that would be a good way to do it. Um, all right, we're up against it here, so let's go ahead and. 
wrap it up right here on this uh, Thursday edition of Nerd Thug Radio. On behalf of Little Brother Nico and myself, uh, The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More, and Comic Conroe coming up July 23rd through 25th. Uh, same Nerd Thug time, same Nerd Thug channel. Everybody make sure to wash your hands, stay safe, stay clean. Let's get our vaccines going. We got apparently we could just walk around unmasked now, so let's try and do something to stop a disease, I guess. I, did we just give up? Is that what happened? It really felt like we all we just, just got over it. Th- is that is that is that we what roll, happened? We rolled out of bed and said, I'm over it. The old man in a wheelchair decided that we no longer need to worry about this thing. Now nah, we're over it. Yeah, he made it. He made a choice. He made a choice. We've, to be fair, we've been open for like nine million years. We've been in one of the least closed states, but you know, for the first time in the, ever, we're not having deaths. So now we're done. Yeah, we're um, over it. Rolled out of bed. We're over it. We're still not really over it. Matter of fact, L.A. who was celebrating getting over it. Bill Maher, who's been a big advocate of being safe and being careful, he caught COVID Look, right at the end there. No one, no one said it. No one said it was perfect. So let's all be careful. Let's all get our shots. Let's all wash our hands and stay safe and try and get through this together. Uh, but all that being said, have a good Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. We're Nerd Thug Radio. The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and More is a wonderful store located right there on 1488 in Conroe that sells comic books, gaming cards, gaming accessories, board games, as well as all kinds of fun nerd assorted accessories. This is Corey DLG of Nerd Thug Radio, just reminding you that if you're interested and if you're bored, if you got some free time, if you wanted to go hang out at an interesting or fun place, The Adventure Begins should be an option you consider. Everything from D&D Adventures League to miniature painting uh, to even competitive card play and even competitive gaming events. All those things occur at The Adventure Begins Comics, Games, and more. Interested parties should absolutely check out the Facebook page for more information. Hi, this is Kevin Smith, former Dallas Cowboy, Texas A&M Aggie as well. And I want to say what's up to Nerd Thug Radio. <laughs>